with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. There's just something really, really uncomfortable in sports today. We're getting a little bit tired of it. It is Greeny on ESPN Radio. It is Canty and Carlin in for Greeny. Christopher Arthur Canty. How are we doing? I'm in a mood. Not just because you just got my middle name wrong, but because of the fact that it is the Stanley Cup Finals tonight. We got puck drop on our air later on. And, and all, I, all I don't, I don't understand why we're doing our pre-show meeting, why when I brought up the Islanders dynasty and asked the question, is there anybody that's done it since, you know, the Lightnings are on the precipice of winning three straight, you brought up, I don't understand why you brought up the Edmonton Oilers. I, I don't, I I don't no know idea. why you have to jump me because I was just looking at dynasties as a whole, and I'm sorry I didn't pay attention to every little aspect of your question, and it has to be from since the Islanders in the 80s. My bad. The Oilers had a dynasty. I didn't know it had to be four in a row. I didn't know that we have to live by the letter of the law in Chris Canty's world. I'm just saying, a dynasty is what? We consider a dynasty three championships? Yeah. Right? Okay, there you go. But you were talking about it in a row. I mean, they, the Oilers were dynasty. We'll get to it all. The Oilers, <laughs> they, were, they were a dynasty. We'll get to the hockey talk. We'll do that hockey a little bit later on. But that was just one of those things that put me in a mood. All right, we'll and get into the late 50s Canadians why, later, I don't too. Understand How about why that? You, why you want to get under my skin. It started, you know what it happened? Mm. It started yesterday, Carlin, with the Andrew Wiggins for NBA Finals MVP take. That's where it started, and you just decided to carry it over this morning in our production meeting. Well, if you don't want to pay attention to things that could be facts, that's fine. I, I, got, I can't control you. You, As I said, you do you, boo. You wow. do you. It's not good when you say that, by the way. It's a drop <laughs> that we make fun of. It's not a crutch for you to lean on when you don't have anything else left to say. Well, listen, I, it's not a crutch. It's just it's just what I want for you this morning. That's all. I'm trying to get us into a flow because you're in a mood, and when you're in a mood, we have to get ourselves reset and, and just get ourselves situated nicely. How okay, so go ahead and get us reset then. You're driving the show. I'm riding shotgun. Let's go. All right, let's just go. Here we go. Only one place to start. And that is regrettably with Deshaun Watson, because yesterday he spoke uh, at Cleveland Browns camp and mini camp. And Chris, it's just getting harder and harder to, to listen to what he has to say and not get uncomfortable in, in just so many ways. And let's take a listen to just him talking about what he regrets and, and how the whole situation has played out with him and this complete mess that has just materialized over the last six months. I, I never assaulted, disrespected, or harassed anyone. But at the same time, I do understand that uh, I do have regrets as far as the impact that it's have on the community and people outside of just myself. You know, and that includes my family, that includes this organization, that includes my teammates in this locker room that have to answer to these questions, that includes, you know, the fan base of the Cleveland Browns, that includes males, females, everyone across the, the world, you know. So uh, that's one thing I do regret is the impact that it's have triggered on so many people. And, um, yeah, it's, it's tough to, to have to, you know, deal with. But as far as your, your actions, you don't have any regrets about anything that you've actually done? You know, like I said, I never assaulted anyone, or I never harassed anyone, or I never disrespected anyone, or I never forced anyone to do anything. 
Chris, it's it's just so difficult, I would think, if you're a Cleveland Browns fan to get excited about this situation. Let's get to some straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. As a fan, this has got to be incredibly complicated. And just listening to him uh, speak and really uh, continuing to say the same things, all it does is make you more uncomfortable by the day. In this instance, I would almost just prefer that it's just, guys, I can't talk about it. It's a legal situation. Let's talk about football. I would almost prefer it at this point. Well, it's reprehensible what he's being accused of, Carlin. And and last week, Houston Police Department lead detective on this case, Kamisha Baker, testified in a deposition that she believed that Deshaun Watson committed multiple crimes when it came to the 24 accusers. And now that's going to be bumped up to 26th, according to attorney Tony Busby when he talked to the Cleveland media earlier this week. But it's an uncomfortable fact pattern, to say the least. And when we start talking about massage therapy in order to be ready for competition, Carlin, this doesn't seem like Deshaun Watson was engaging those massage therapists for those purposes. No, no. This is not about being at your best for your football team to go out there and perform each and every Sunday or every game. this, This is not about that. Because if it was, you wouldn't need an NDA, Carlin. You wouldn't insist that it be in a hotel room where it's just you and that other individual. Because I talked to you about the norms that surround massage therapy when it comes to professional athletes. Carlin, it's either going to take place in the team's facility where there are going to be other people around. Yep. It would take place in the team hotel when you're on the road, in the ballroom, because, and there would be other people around. Or the only instance where you could be by yourself is if it's at your home. But Deshaun Watson, none of the accounts check any of those boxes. So it seems like there was an ulterior motive beyond just having your body in the best physical condition ready to go out there and compete. And that's the part to me that makes it hard to believe in Deshaun Watson's account of the events. And it makes it harder for me to believe that he did nothing wrong in any of these circumstances. I get when it comes down to a he said, she said situation, but Carling, it's he said, they said. We're talking about 26 women at this point feeling like he had some level of wrongdoing that rose to the level that they had to file a lawsuit. So even though there wasn't an indictment, there are no criminal charges in the two counties where the incidents took place in Texas, it doesn't mean that Deshaun Watson didn't do anything wrong. And, And to me... That's the part that doesn't feel right, especially with him sticking to the talking points when he's being asked very direct questions by the media. Yeah, Chris, just one last point on this part of it for me is that it's very difficult when you're a fan of a team to not want to root for aspects of it. And I get that some people, uh, we have heard plenty in Cleveland from fans that are able to separate the two and are just caring about winning. And, And I... I get that to a degree. I don't ascribe to, uh, prescribe to it myself because I, I'm a Pittsburgh Steeler fan, and I'm not going to lie. I had trouble for the last 10 to 12 years rooting for the cornerback of the football team that has been uh, a piece of my life since I can remember. And and that's that sucks. That, that honestly sucks when I can't root for the guy that is most directly um, – responsible for the success of my team. Now, having said all of that, there is the on-field part of this that continues to be a problem 
for the Cleveland Browns because they don't know when and where this is going to get resolved. And there's Baker Mayfield. And I get that Baker is sitting there and the Browns are just hoping for somebody to have an injury. But for me, I, I don't know that at this point it it behooves the Browns, even though he's not around, to hope and pray that somebody's just going to take the money. Let's listen to Kimberly Martin, ESPN NFL reporter who was on with KJM this morning on the Brown situation as far as Baker and whether or not he's actually somebody that they would ever, ever consider again because it doesn't sound like they will. They want to move on. We know this. The question is when. It's not a matter of if Baker Mayfield, he's not going to be on the team. The expectations, he will not be on the team this year. They want to move him. I would expect the two teams that we were always talking about, Carolina and Seattle, they have QB situations where you think, you know what, Baker could actually help their room. Uh, the question is, who wants to take on a good chunk of his salary? Will the Browns change course and take on a big chunk of his $19 million guaranteed salary? That remains to be seen. But I think training camp is really the, the inflection point. Will Baker walk in here because it's training camp and he should be here? Or will the Browns do what they did during minicamp and say, you know what? It's okay. You're excused. You don't have to be here. That is what I'm waiting to see. Look, he's not going to be in training camp, Chris. I think we both agree on that, correct? No. So at this point, if you can actually trade him away, and let's say you could get a sixth-round pick or a fifth-round pick, if you took a, a good chunk of that money, why wouldn't you do it right now? Well, you wouldn't do it right now because you're believing that there are teams out there that need a quarterback that are more desperate than you are. If you're the Cleveland Browns, it's, it's, it's negotiation 101, right, Carlin? Mm. The person that's willing to walk away is always going to win. And right now, there really isn't any urgency for Cleveland to get this done. Cleveland has the most cap space of anybody in the National Football League. I want to say they have $41 million in cap space. Now, the team that has the second most cap space is the team that seems to have expressed the most interest in Baker Mayfield, and that would be the Carolina Panthers. If you're the Carolina Panthers, if you're Matt Rule, a coach that's on the hot seat, Looking at the situation in your quarterback room, Baker Mayfield is clearly an upgrade. So Scott Fritterer, the general manager for the Panthers, do the right thing. Don't be penny wise and dollar foolish. Don't try to you know extort the Cleveland Browns and, and, and make them eat a piece of the Baker Mayfield salary. Because, Carlin, if we're being honest, $19 million for a starting quarterback this day and age? is a very reasonable salary. Yeah, yeah, so that's go ahead true. And get, so go ahead and get Baker Mayfield in the building to give your head coach the best chance that he has in 2022 of being able to save his job. And oh, by the way, while you're at it, why don't you get competent quarterback play so that you could take full advantage of what Christian McCaffrey is bringing to the table? Because there's a shelf life on how great he's going to be in the National Football League as well. The clock is ticking. So to me, it, it seems like it's more important for Carolina to get him in the building, get Baker in the building, and get him acclimated to their offense, their schemes, than it is for Cleveland to be in a rush to move it. Look, for me at this point, I know that he's not around in camp, but the longer it drags out, the longer it drags out. And they've already got enough stories over their franchise right now that they have to deal with, as opposed to a team that I think we could both agree, if they actually had somebody competent who they knew was going to play this year at quarterback, they'd have a chance to do some things. They didn't, Wouldn't they? I, I think they're a pretty good team outside of the quarterback position right now. I'm operating under the assumption we're not going to see Deshaun Watson this year. But if 
if Mayfield was healthy, he'd be a much better option than what they have. So if they're moving on from him, just just do it at some point here. Well, yeah, they're moving on from him. There's no way Baker Mayfield is taking another snap for the Cleveland Like, Browns. for Jimmy Haslam, you just shelled out $230 million guaranteed. Why is this money with Baker Mayfield at this point even – like, why does $9 million with Baker Mayfield make a difference as far as just getting rid of the distraction? Because I believe that there's a team that's more desperate to get a quarterback and they'll pay the full freight. Fair enough. I just – for me, I'd want to get away from – all the other stories is well. He's already possible. away though, Carlin. Yeah. He's not at minicamp. But not that doesn't mean people aren't going to ask about where, well, where they it's can, going. They can, they can ask the questions, but I, I think this will be resolved by the time we do get to training camp. Because what other, whatever team that's looking at Baker Mayfield as a potential trade option is looking at Baker Mayfield as a starter for their team. Otherwise, why would you take on all of the baggage that comes with him? So if you're willing to trade for him, that means that. You have a clear plan about this guy being a contributor to your football team in 2022 because he's only under contract for one more year. So to me, I, I, I understand what Andrew Barry, the GM for the Browns, is doing. He's smoking out all the other teams yep. knowing that there's going to be somebody that needs a quarterback, a starting-level quarterback, sooner rather than later. So I, I, I don't think Cleveland is misplaying this at all. I think the Carolina Panthers might be playing themselves. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. This has been Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance makes bundling home and auto easy. Learn more at Progressive.com. More on how this is all going to play out and if it has really gotten more complicated when it comes to Deshaun Watson and the possible penalty one of our ESPN NFL insiders will join us next to explain. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
Greeny, the podcast. There's an awful lot going on on the inside of the league right now that is fascinating in the NFL. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, not to mention your smart speaker. We, as always, are presented by Progressive Insurance. In just moments, ESPN NFL insider Dan Graziano is going to join us. Chris, there's not just all of this. We're going to get deeper into uh, this later, but the idea that um, the Deshaun Watson contract just away from everything else has really created, I don't want to say problems around the league, but it has created a whole new dynamic for quarterbacks. But in so many ways, while in on paper these contracts uh, might start to get fully guaranteed, you were making a point before the show, maybe they kind of already are with quarterbacks. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, if you're a quarterback, I mean, it's essentially a situation where you're going to see all of your money barring a force majeure, an injury that is career-threatening, Carlin. Because think about it. Teams have a minimum salary cap spend. They've got to spend 89% of the cap in any given year. Now, they can move some money around and, and roll over money into future years. But here's the deal. If you're looking for safe places to put a large portion of your salary cap, there is no safer place than investing in a quarterback, especially a quarterback that might be top 10 to 12 in the league. So, yeah, I mean, quarterbacks essentially have all of their money guaranteed. Anyway, they're going to see every single dime of it. But when you do guarantee, fully guarantee a contract on signing, Carlin, the owner has to write a check for the full amount to be held in escrow. And that affects teams disproportionately because we know that big market teams have more revenue. They can manage that. Some of the smaller market teams, some of the owners that aren't as cash rich could struggle with that with future contract negotiations with star quarterbacks. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Time to say goodnight to that check engine light with the free AutoZone Fix Finder service. It'll help troubleshoot the likely cause of your light for free so you can drive with peace of mind. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. We'll get into that and more with Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL Insider, who joins us right now. Dan, it's Chris and Chris. We appreciate the time as always. And and let's just start here. Uh, when we sit and listen to Deshaun Watson talk yesterday, it gets harder and harder to listen to because it is an uncomfortable situation. When we talk about where this is headed, has anything that has happened here in the last couple of weeks changed the dynamic at all before the league is going to come down with any kind of a punishment for Deshaun Watson? Yeah, Chris, I, I think the um... – the fact that two new lawsuits were filed last week uh, is a significant change. I mean, if you're the NFL and you're debating whether to discipline Deshaun Watson under the personal conduct policy, you want before you make that decision, you want as much information as you can possibly get. We know they've talked to some of the women that have filed the suits. Uh, I don't believe they've talked to all of them. But the two that filed last week, you would it stands to reason that the NFL would want to try and reach out to them as well. And then you know, you have to factor in the possibility that these suits go to trial and information comes out that, that you, the NFL, could not get because you don't have subpoena power uh, in your investigative unit. So, uh, and if that happens and then it looks like you went too easy on them, that's a bad situation for the league from a PR standpoint. Um, it, it's a, I, I think, if anything, uh, the development of last week uh, slows things down a bit. 
Dan, you've repeatedly brought up the point that the process for disciplining players has changed with the 2020 collective bargaining agreement. And just from a procedural standpoint, this could drag out any decision uh, as far as any disciplinary action uh, for Deshaun Watson. Can you break down exactly what's supposed to happen and what the new process is? Because I think a lot of people are still looking at Roger Goodell as the gatekeeper for NFL discipline, and that's just not the case now. Right, not exactly. So uh, in the new collective bargaining agreement that was signed in 2020, there is a jointly appointed discipline officer, jointly appointed by the NFL and the NFLPA. Her name is Sue L. Robinson, and she is a former U.S. District Court judge. What happens is the league in this case, and this has yet to happen under the new CBA, so this is a first, the league's investigation will reach its, reach its conclusion, and the league will decide um, what to do in terms of discipline. If they decide to impose a suspension and or a fine, uh, then that recommendation goes to uh, Sue Robinson, who will then decide whether, based on the facts of the case, um, as she sees them, it is justified or whether she has to amend it. And then if there is discipline following that step, uh, then Deshaun Watson could appeal. And at that point, the appeal officer would be Roger Goodell. So, you know, good luck there. But um, the fact of we, we don't know how the discipline officer will proceed. Uh, it's entirely possible she would want to call her own witnesses, that she would want to talk to Deshaun Watson. We, we don't know how that's going to go because this is a first case under the new rules. So that's another reason to think this could take a little while. Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL insider, joining us. Dan, it might be early to, ans- to ask this question because he hasn't stepped on the field. Uh, and theoretically, the Browns would have known about everything coming into this. Theoretically. Theoretically, exactly. Yeah. Do you think if you gave the Haslam's a lie detector test right now that <laughs> they regret doing this or they would – Deshaun, speaking of regrets yesterday, would they do it again if they had the all of the information that they have today? Yeah, this is my educated guess. Like, I obviously haven't asked that question. Um, I would, given the chance. Uh, my, guess, my guess is yes. I, I think – I mean, yeah. look – they knew when they made the deal, when they made agreed to the trade and the contract, that this was hanging over his head, that it's possible he wouldn't play for some or all of this year. At that point, there were 22 pending civil lawsuits. It's up to 24. So it's not like, you know, there was one and now it's up to 24. They, they knew the significance uh, of the trouble he was in, um, and they made it anyway because they're desperate to have a quarterback, and he was by far the best one available. So, yeah, I, I think it's a case where um, – the team making the decision feels like whatever the blowback is at the beginning will pass. And, um, and if they win games, uh, people will be okay with it. Please. Everyone who's listening, understand that is not my position, but my feeling about how the Browns likely feel about it uh, in terms of the, the PR hit that they will take for this and, and have been taking and, and how their fans feel about it. Talking with ESPN NFL reporter Dan Graziano on Greeny. And, Dan, you you mentioned the Deshaun Watson contract. There's another quarterback in the AFC North that's going to be due a huge payday over the next couple of years, that being Lamar Jackson. What kind of impact do you anticipate the Deshaun Watson deal having on the contract negotiations for Lamar Jackson? That's going to be up to Lamar Jackson. If it were me, I would go in there and say, okay, Deshaun got – fully guaranteed $230 million. So that's where this conversation needs to start because 
I'm not aware of any MVP award Deshaun Watson ever won, and I did. So that's that's the position that I I think Lamar Jackson should take. Um, it's rare to see a quarterback take that position. Rare to see any player take that position, even the quarterbacks who have the leverage to pull it off. Uh, but yeah, I think the fact of the Deshaun Watson contract should and will impact the negotiations for Lamar Jackson and every other quarterback that's going to do a deal in the in the coming years. And uh, Ravens owner Steve Bashotti made that point at the owners' meeting in late March that that he felt like the fact that the Watson contract was fully guaranteed at the numbers it was uh, would make it more difficult to sign quarterbacks in the future. He may be right, uh, but it's been you know it's been a number of years since Kirk Cousins signed his fully guaranteed deal with Minnesota, and to this point, no other quarterback has insisted. Remember, Watson got this deal after he told Cleveland he didn't want to go there. Uh, and they decided to throw a Hail Mary pass and see if they could make him an offer he couldn't refuse. ESPN NFL insider Dan Graziano joining us. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Why is it, do you think, that Watson hasn't wanted to try to get a deal done? Is it simply waiting to get the numbers up even higher? Yeah, Lamar Jackson, you mean. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's... Uh, Jackson, excuse me. I mean... Again, we're all speculating, right? I mean, like, he doesn't have an agent, so it's a non-traditional negotiation. His mother is helping him out with the negotiation, as she did for his rookie contract. The rookie contract's a lot easier to do because it's slotted. But um, so they had some conversations last off season, And what I was told last year, like in August, was, yeah, they're, you know, they understand where the money's supposed to be, and it's about the years. He wants a little shorter-term deal. Uh, they want the longer-term deal to help spread the cap hit out. You know, you've heard this story before, Dak Prescott and others. Uh, but my understanding is there just hasn't been a lot of movement since last offseason. And the only thing I can think of is he didn't have a great year, right? And he, he finished up hurt. If you're going to negotiate, you want to negotiate from a position of strength. And so maybe he's banking on having a better year. You know, the team had so many injuries, not just him. Uh, there's reason to believe the Ravens are in for a much better season than they had last year. And if that's the case and you're sitting there next offseason, you're Lamar Jackson, you're watching Russell Wilson do a new deal, you might be watching Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert do new deals, uh, you might be in a position to cash in even more. Remember, he was the 32nd pick. His salary this year on his fifth-year option, about $23 million, is more than four times as much as he has already made in salary total in his four years in the NFL. So he's got a big check coming that dwarfs anything he's known before, uh, and, and maybe that's just good enough in the interim. Dan, a report surfaced yesterday that the Carolina Panthers are moving with quote-unquote urgency in order to try to get a deal done to trade for Baker Mayfield. Where are we at with that negotiation, and is it at this point just the money as the sticking point holding up the deal? I think it is. My understanding is not much has changed on that since the draft when these two teams talked about it, and they couldn't come to an agreement on how much of the $19 million in fully guaranteed salary of Baker Mayfield that the Browns would pay as a condition of the deal. Teams feel like they have the Browns over a barrel. They know they have to trade him. They know the money's guaranteed. So the Browns don't want to cut him because they have to pay him anyway. So if you're the Panthers and you want him, then it's at a certain price. It is, you know, Hey, um, we'll, we'll take a shot on Baker Mayfield, but we don't want to pay him $19 million. So you guys should pay whatever, 10, 11, and we'll pay the rest, whatever that figure is they and the Browns have not been able to come to an agreement on it. So I think it's a matter of who blinks first. Remember that the Panthers already have Sam Darnold on the roster. who has got the exact same salary figure, exact same fifth year option figure as Baker Mayfield. 
that's fully guaranteed. They have to cut him even if they, or they have to pay him even if they cut him. So they'd be adding one problem to another. So, so they would take Baker Mayfield, but I, I don't think they would want to do it for that amount of money. Dan, last one for me. Quite simply, leading up over the next six weeks or so to training camp, is there an under-the-radar story that we need to be paying attention to in the league that we really aren't, that's not getting a whole lot of attention at the moment? There are a couple guys on franchise tags that if they don't get deals done by July 15th could could be a problem for the team. Jesse Bates, the safety in Cincinnati, Orlando Brown, the left tackle in Kansas City, uh, the tight ends, Mike Gesicki in, in Miami, and, and Dalton Schultz in Dallas. I mean, there, there are some players that could make life difficult for their teams if they don't get new deals. Uh, the, to the extent that any of them will want to push it that far, we have yet to see. But, um, but yeah, I think those are the ones that stand out for me. We know about the receivers and, you know, Terry McLaurin and D.K. Metcalf not being in minicamp, and those situations should get resolved. But, yeah, those franchise tag guys that have until July 15th to sign uh, long-term deals a month from now, uh, I'm watching those pretty closely. Danny, great stuff. Appreciate it as always, man. All right, guys. Thanks. ESPN NFL insider Dan Graziano joining us. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Cutting the price of your wireless bill feels good. Really good. Actually, it feels great. You should try it. So cut your bill by switching to Straight Talk Wireless. Now offering our $45 silver unlimited plan with 5 gigabytes of hotspot and nationwide 5G on America's largest, most dependable networks. The $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk, Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. A month equals 30 days. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. In moments, that whole contractual situation with Lamar Jackson continues to befuddle, but we'll get some answers as to where he should expect to be paid. Plus, Canty, I, I, I did it again, man. I did it again. Uh-oh. And Uh-oh. We're going to find out what I did again in just moments. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Greeny, the podcast. I don't know what it is, but you just, you cannot take me anywhere. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Just, you know, remember Friday when I told you all about the whole mess with me getting what appeared to be a, a grease stain on my shirt 
and I stopped and I'm looking for a Tide pen yeah. and I'm you know I'm putting hand sanitizer on it trying yeah, to you, clean you, it up. You were doing the most on the turnpike. I really was just and it was a disaster. And so I am I'm I would say that there was a time in my life not all that long ago that I was uh, struggling to not spill when I eat a little bit. Okay. You know, on my shirt. So and you're one of those that you need to probably put a bib on before you eat. There wasn't a probably about it at one point. Okay. There, there, and it was, it was to the point where I just thought about it so much that I thought I was being so vigilant about it that, okay, we're going to be fine. And yet somehow I would always find a way. So okay. just now, so that happens the other day, first time in forever. Just now, walking out of the room, I've got my pen out, and I make the cardinal mistake of having the pen open so that as I open the door, the pen just streaks across my shirt. Like, Way, way to ruin a, a shirt, Carlin. That's, yeah. That's a great job by you. I mean, it's just, it, it, and I go right into Nuno. I'm up here in Bristol. Visiting with the fellas, and I and I and I'm up here, and I say to Nuno, "Is there a pen mark on my shirt?" And he's like, "No, I, I can't say." Oh no! Oh no! No, there it is! There it is! So let me ask you this question: Do you have the Tide pen on hand? Oh, I do, now. I do, do now. I do now. But so during that break, shape. I just went to the bathroom. I put the Tide pen on. I'm trying to put some water. I put some water on it. Then I look up, and there's no towels in the dispenser. I can't get anywhere. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. You recognize the error in your ways from last week, and you decided to have the Tide pin handy, so you'll at least be able to salvage the shirt, uh, which uh, is yes. the most important thing. Yes. But I, I don't think we can get beyond the fact that Carlin is just a klutz. No, no. Carlin is clumsy. Like, when I come in and I say, is there a, another pen mark on my shirt, while I am wearing a blue shirt today, it just is amazing to me that this continues to happen. Well, I mean... I don't know what it is. I want to apologize by first saying no, there wasn't, because I didn't scan enough of the shirt. Like, right. So I had to... <laughs> I had to get the whole lay of the land on the vast landscape exactly. of it's the a big, It's a pretty big canvas. Exactly. The canvas is large. You missed it earlier, Canty. You, you know, as someone who's 6'9 and towers over everyone, uh, one of the other uh, producers was roaming around, saw Carlin, said hello, and was like, yeah, you know, you're taller than the uh, normal whole around here and i'm thinking like what like, what, what am i missing here well it's actually true though no no he is taller than the other host you just got to put him on his side <laughs> it's actually true yeah i mean I, I'm, exactly i'm six foot six five on my side exactly, exactly. yeah no I, doubt. it's just you cannot i i'm just a mess I'm you're clumsy. Just a mess. You're clumsy. Some people are clumsy. Some people just don't have coordination, and I feel like you should accept that. But I'm an adult as well. It is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Like I, I don't want to carry a bib around, but I will do it. There was when I did television for eight years. There was such a fear of spilling on my shirt that I I almost you know had to eat dinner in a bubble in so many ways. But. That aside, there is the the discussion that has happened quite a bit around Lamar Jackson's contract and just how bizarre it is that he has not signed a contract. Chris, I, I get the idea of wanting to maximize your value, and maybe he didn't feel like last year he had his best season. Has there ever been any indication that the Ravens weren't going to pay him on the franchise quarterback level? 
I haven't heard it if there is. They seem to want to get a deal done. He doesn't, yet here we are. And I, I just, I don't understand why at this point when we've had so many people talk about the notion that he needs to get this done. He wouldn't get, you shouldn't get back on the field without having a guaranteed new contract. Well, let's start with this, Carlin. The Ravens are going to pay Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is not going to play for another team. We just don't know when that is. Now, the fact that they've expressed that they're willing to pay him now and he hasn't shown any urgency to get it done is the bit of a head-scratcher. But if you look at how the Ravens are building this team, I mean, Carlin, this offense is geared around what Lamar Jackson does. I mean, they drafted a center with one of their two first-round draft picks. They took two tight ends in the fourth round. Like, they are adding positions on their offense that supplement or complement is the better word, what Lamar Jackson's strengths are. So this thing is built around Lamar Jackson. I'm not necessarily sure that it works with another quarterback. So I, I I am of the belief that the Baltimore Ravens, whenever Lamar Jackson wants to do a deal, they will get this done. But I actually believe that this is taking so long because Lamar Jackson understands how the NFL works when it comes to contracts and being able to exercise leverage over a team. Lamar Jackson understands the closer you get to free agency, the closer you'll be able to get to realizing your market value. And that's why he's taking his time. That's not that's why he's operating like you know the way that he is. He mm. does, he's not expressing any urgency because he knows he's going to get his money. Whether it happens this year or whether it happens next year could be the difference in, you know, 3 to 5 million dollars on average annual value. And so I think that's why Lamar Jackson is being patient with this. It's an unconventional approach, but everything about Lamar Jackson has been unconventional to this point. His mom is a part of his representation group. He doesn't have a traditional agent. I mean, so there's that. The way that he plays the game of football is unconventional. So we shouldn't be surprised that when it comes to the contract negotiations, he's not taking a traditional path. Well, but take a listen to this. This is ESPN NFL reporter Diana Rossini yesterday on this just in with just the opinion on Jackson and the contract situation and how this is going to play out. This is not me reporting. This is this is just me taking a guess here in, in, in mid-June. I, I don't. I, I don't think Lamar Jackson is going to be the highest paid. I don't think the Baltimore Ravens are going to be paying him Deshaun Watson money. I don't think he's going to be making $15 million a year like we're seeing Aaron Rodgers. I think he's getting paid. There's no question. I just don't think we're having a conversation of Lamar Jackson being the highest paid quarterback in the NFL week one. You've won an MVP already. I don't understand why the Deshaun Watson contract would not completely reset things for everybody just based simply on being entirely guaranteed. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're talking about a select few quarterbacks that can command that, though, right? But isn't he in that discussion? Oh, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. He's No, he's absolutely Even though it's unconventional, that. he's that guy. Yeah, and I think Diana put the, the disclaimer out there at the end of her statement. It's not going to happen before week one. Yeah. He's not going to be the highest paid quarterback if he takes a deal before week one. But I don't think he will, Carlin. I think... Lamar Jackson is perfectly content playing out this year under the fifth-year option for $23 million. And here's what he knows, is what everybody else knows. We saw a couple of years ago Dak Prescott in a contract year suffer a horrific injury, missed the majority of the season, came back that offseason, and got paid $40 million a year. Yeah. So barring any 
injury that could jeopardize his career, which is a relatively low risk considering the protections they put around quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson is going to get his bag. And if he waits until that franchise tag year or going into free agency in 2024, he's going to get paid. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.